I want to thank Governor Newsom for listening to our concerns and taking into consideration the great work we're doing here in San Diego County. Go enjoy the ocean, but don't don't blow it. Don't post up. Don't go on you know these large groups. A lot of nursing homes also were not prepared really in any way for this, and I think the numbers are bearing that out. Being in a nursing home or having a loved one in a nursing home was already a stressful situation for tens of thousands of San Diegans. And that was before COVID-19. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a moment, I'll be talking to a leading expert on nursing homes with important advice for families in these challenging times. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, April 30th. San Diego is breathing a sigh of relief after Governor Gavin Newsom said he's not shutting down beaches statewide. There was concern that announcement was coming. Instead, the governor announced a hard closure specifically on Orange County beaches because of the weekend crowds. Uh, The conditions last week, the images we saw uh, on a few of our beaches were disturbing. I was very candid about that. We've been very consistent about that. And we had anticipated a week ago today uh, concerns with that weather coming back up and wanted people to be vigilant. Uh, Unfortunately, as I say, just in a couple of our beaches, we didn't see that happen. The governor also says he's working on a plan to reopen some non-essential businesses with modifications in the next few weeks. Golf courses in San Diego will be allowed to reopen beginning tomorrow. All staff and golfers must have their temperature taken upon arriving. Also, some restrictions on public parks are being eased. Cities will now be allowed to open parking lots. However, they can only use 50% of their spots. Individual families will now be able to do activities such as soccer and frisbee. Also, recreational boating will now be allowed for family units. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says this easing of restrictions will only remain if people continue to follow the rules for social distancing and wearing facial coverings. We do not want to throw away all of that progress uh, by losing our focus as we begin to move forward. We want to continue to move forward. We don't want to see a situation where we have to dial back or turn back. And I think that is particularly important as we head into this weekend. Uh, The first weekend where a lot of these things are opened up and accessible, uh, we want to make sure that we continue to be responsible uh, and exercise restraint. Uh, We have done a good job to date. Let's keep that moving. The public health officer says they will put restrictions back in place if people do not follow social distancing guidelines. As San Diego works to rebound from the impact of the coronavirus, we're looking at ways to help manage our daily stress. Of course, with all the openings and closings we've had lately, it can be very confusing for people, and that takes an emotional toll. And joining me right now is 10 News reporter Cassie Carlisle. And Cassie, you spoke to a psychologist today uh, who had some advice on how to deal with all the uncertainty we're going through. What did, what did they say? You know, it was really interesting, Ben, because she said during this time where we don't feel like we have control, we have to change our perspective and look at the things that we can control. We can go out and walk around our neighborhoods right now. We can go to places like the grocery store. So she's trying to help us kind of change our mindset and make a bucket list of things that we can do each day. If there's a book that we've really wanted to read or if we really wanted to try painting, there's YouTube uh, links for that as well as free books from the library, which is pretty cool. Yeah. If you get so fixated on maybe one particular thing coming back, then you're setting yourself up for potential disappointment. So keep your options open and you're likely to have a more mental health. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was just saying that it is okay to acknowledge how we're feeling and that it's not a great time, especially for people who have lost their jobs and for people who are suffering with severe anxiety and depression. And she said for those people, they need to absolutely reach out because there are so many tools online and different support hotlines that you can call as well. Cassie, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much. Anytime, Ben. A San Diego company is one of eight around the world currently holding clinical trials for a potential COVID-19 vaccine. Ted News has told you about Inovio, based in Sereno Valley, and its efforts to develop a vaccine going back to January. The World Health Organization is monitoring all efforts to develop a vaccine. In addition to the current trials, there are nearly 100 more potential vaccines undergoing pre-trial evaluation. And in our feature story, President Trump spoke today on the steps the country is taking to protect senior citizens during the pandemic. FEMA will send uh, supplemental shipments of personal protective equipment to all 15,400 Medicaid and Medicare certified nursing homes in America. $81 million will be going to states to increase testing in nursing homes. Another measure will require nursing homes to report COVID-19 cases directly to the CDC. A commission is being formed to establish guidelines to prevent the spread of the virus in nursing homes. The president is also signing a proclamation making May Older Americans Month. And I am joined today by one of the leading experts on nursing care here in the United States, Professor Jason Rodriguez from the University of Massachusetts, Boston. And I guess, I guess to start out, Jason, thank you for your time. Um, was the nursing and healthcare industry, when it comes to elder care, ready for this coronavirus pandemic when it hit, in your opinion? Uh, I think clearly the answer to that is, is no, they were not. Um, and there are many reasons for that. I mean, obviously, we've seen that the, so many of the deaths have happened in nursing homes. And um, one of the reasons why is because they're people are in such close quarters in nursing homes. So for example, one nursing assistant will typically care for about 10 residents per shift per day. So if one resident uh, has coronavirus and then transfers it to that CNA, and then the CNA is working with nine other residents just in that one shift, and then maybe a nurse gives that CNA medications, it's just, it's so easy to spread inside a nursing home. And um, a lot of nursing homes also do not, um, the margins are very slim. And so they are worried about things like um, getting the PPE that they need. And sort of just generally, we're not prepared really in any way for this. And I think the numbers are bearing that out. I'm sure there are family members right now who are feeling regret or guilt, but at the same time, probably also realize that they weren't necessarily capable of caring for an elder member of the family within the home unit, uh, with especially the circumstances that are going on. That's kind of the double-edged sword uh, that's facing many Americans uh, with maybe a parent or parents who are of that age right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things about nursing homes is most people who go into a nursing home uh, they're they're not they're not pleased about it. Nobody wants to be there. People often end up in nursing homes because there really is no other choice. For so many family members, it is just impossible to take care of uh, an older adult who may need significant care, and that person's uh, adult child just can't do it. 
Um, and often that, that person works, that person may have kids of their own. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's one of the issues with nursing home care is the conditions aren't great, but also people don't, people don't, they don't want to be there. Yeah. Beyond just the coronavirus and the inability uh, for social distancing in nursing homes, what what are some of the other issues before this all started that came to your attention uh, that the nursing care industry has to face right now? Right. Um, well, I mean, there's there's a, a number of issues, but I mean, the issue that I am most concerned about is um, I think that the 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 job needs it needs to be a better place to to work and um i say that because right now we have about 1.5 million people living in in nursing homes and that number is likely to grow over the next 10 to 20 years as the baby boomers um continue continue to age and the jobs now in nursing homes particularly at the entry level are generally jobs with um low pay low autonomy low opportunities to uh, move up a uh, um, the job ladder. And so it's not the kind of job that people really want to do. And the thing is, if we make it a better job, if we make it a place where people would want to work, the nursing homes would be better places for residents to live. You know, And so I think that it's important to, to remember that nursing homes are workplaces and that um, if these workplaces were places where people wanted to be, where people built careers, it would be a better place for people to live. Uh, certainly, it's not the only industry that faces this issue, but when it comes to economic inequality, social strata, um, obviously not all nursing homes are created the same. How much of an issue is that between uh, someone who may be just going in with, with Medicare at, at a late stage in their life versus someone who has well-planned out 401k has plenty of the financial means to enter a different or, you know, a higher end facility. That is a really important issue because what research has shown is nursing homes are really bifurcated. There are um, some nursing homes where there's a, a lot of uh, private payers, people with means to um, pay their own way in nursing homes because Medicare does not pay for long-term care. Medicare will pay for nursing homes only for rehabilitation. So someone, say, breaks a, breaks a hip or a clavicle and they're in a long-term care facility for rehab, that's what Medicare will pay for. After that, it's either private payers or Medicaid for the most part. So some nursing homes have a high proportion of people who are paying out of pocket, private payers, and those tend to be better nursing homes with things like better food. And food and activities are really important for people living in nursing homes. There are three, three main components for quality of life in, in nursing homes. Apart from like the nursing cares, there's um, social services, activities, and food. And in better nursing homes, all of those, those aspects of the organization are just going to be a lot better. And then there are nursing homes that have a high proportion of people who are paying through Medicaid. Medicaid is, you know, fairly notorious for reimbursing at lower rates than um, Medicare or um, people who pay for healthcare privately. And those high Medicaid nursing homes are um, uh, going to be nursing homes where, you know, you walk into a, you, the, the stereotype of, well, gee, there's still bingo going on in activities. So like, why is that 
the way it is because there just aren't a lot of resources to put into activities in many of these nursing homes. Um, so I think that's that's one of the key issues in the nursing home industry is the bifurcation of services. So finally, based on on your research, and uh, if anyone wants to check uh, more of this out, Jason's authored a book uh, called Labors of Love, Nursing Homes and the Structures of Care Work. Uh, might be good for someone who has a, a elder family member that they're, they're looking into placing in a home, maybe you already have someone in a home. What should listeners uh, that are listening to this, some things that advice that that could be useful, you know, if they're worrying about caring for an elder member of the family. Um, so if someone is, for example, considering um, uh, putting a loved one in, in a nursing home, I think one of the most important things to do is to um, be present in the nursing home. Uh, even if you're, if you're, you know, thinking about placing a loved one there, go there and, and look talk to people, talk to nurses, talk to the nursing assistants in particular. And then once um, a person, a loved one is in the nursing home, I think what's really important is to um, not be afraid, not be afraid to go in and to be present there. I think, you know, nursing homes, they they obviously don't have uh, the a, a great reputation and there's a lot of fear associated with going into a nursing home. And I think it's important to be there and to be present and to see it with your own eyes because really that's, that's the way that you will, you will know um, the quality of care that your loved one is getting. Professor Rodriguez, I appreciate your time. A very informative. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. The city of San Diego is trying to make it easier for people to get out and walk, jog, or ride a bike while maintaining social distance. They closed several streets to traffic today with barricades and opened them to pedestrians. The closures include Diamond Street and Pacific Beach from Mission to Olney, Adams Avenue over the 805 freeway, and Howard Street through North Park. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides, but We haven't lost our way. We know who we are, a community that will meet the moment and rise above the obstacles. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans recover from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. We will get back on our feet, find jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com slash rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins. 